Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. It seems like most people that watch these situations closely say Atlanta is, is the spot to watch for him. Um, you know, potentially, I think they have some level of interest. We'll see if he has some level of interest in them. It seems like he might. Uh, good roster. They're going to need a quarterback. Mm -hmm. uh, but there, there are going to be options out there this offseason uh, for quarterbacks, veterans, you know, that you might be able to trade for or sign. So, but the roster seems to be in good shape. It's a man who needs 15 wins to pass Don Shula for most all-time by a head coach. He's probably going to be looking for a place where he can get those 15 wins in the next couple of years. He's going to be 72 years old, so he's not. This isn't. He's probably not going to coach for 10 more years. Uh, so I, I would think you're looking for spots that aren't ground-up rebuild situations. Yeah. Dan Graziano yesterday on ESPN, long before. It was announced last night at halftime of the final of six games on Super Wild Card Weekend that Bill Belichick interviewed with the Atlanta Falcons. Interviewed. Like it's done. He already did it. He went to Atlanta. He talked to Arthur Blank and Rich McKay and whoever else. He interviewed, past tense. It's over. And now it's a matter of, is he going to interview in Dallas? If they move on from Mike McCarthy, is he going to interview in Philadelphia? If they move on from Nick Sirianni, where else? But it's over. It's done. That came completely out of left field, Mego. Like, I I thought Atlanta was in the mix. I didn't realize he was going to sit down and interview and be done with it in the middle of wildcard weekend. I didn't know that. I can only hope from the strange graphic and announcement that they put out on Twitter, which if you haven't seen it, check it out. It was just strange. Like you said, it came out halftime of the Monday well, you, night game. You sent it. I hadn't even seen it yet. And Mego's like, check this out. It's like, oh, he's done. He's interviewed with the Falcons. <laughs> it's so weird. I hope that was a one-way interview. I hope it was just a pitch from Atlanta going, hey, if you come here, this is how great it's going to be for you, Bill Belichick, legend, who handed our asses to us in that Super Bowl. Because otherwise, like, how does that interview <laughs> go? I just don't get it. You I, sit down and you're like, I don't so know. give us an example of when you were presented with a challenge that you overcame, Bill. <laughs> like, all those stupid-ass questions. I said on Twitter, like, I likened it to Robert De Niro still auditioning. Like, it just feels weird. You know what you're getting with Bill Belichick. Maybe you sit down and you hash out a little bit of details about the contract. But really, it just has to be a one-way thing, right? You're selling Bill. You're, it's not the other way around. Bill's not coming in with a plan of, this is what I see for your offense. I am shocked he had to sit down. and It's a great question, Mego. How does that interview even go? Like what, like, what even happens? Is Bill Charming 
Is he snorting at Arthur Blank like uh, Curran wrote yesterday that the uh, interactions between Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick were becoming more and more like Bill's interactions with the media where he's just snorting and coughing at you and belittling you and talking down to you? Like, how does it go? I imagine he's on his best behavior. He has to interview? Bill has a little, like, folder, and he goes, my worst trait is that I just never know when to quit a project. I just, <laughs> you know, I'm a perfectionist. I work too hard. Yeah. I really burn the midnight oil. And it's like, have you seen the other names they've talked to? And it's Jones and Mego, by the way. We just jump right into it here today on WEEI. We'll get into what Bill should do this year, our big question of the day, our big cue at two. You can vote now. At Jones and Mego, what should Bill's next move be? The Falcons are a choice. Have you seen who they've already talked to, Arkand? It's like... Which one of these things is not like the other? Ravens defensive coordinator Mike McDonald. Who? He's he's a guy that is in demand right now. Yeah. That, that, uh, Ra- it's not Bill Belichick, but that Ravens he, defense. He was in the Doobie Brothers, right? Isn't he that was, him? but he's been linked to other teams. Uh, Baltimore Ravens assistant head coach Anthony Weaver. Cincinnati. The, the disgraced congressman from New York. Cincinnati Bengals offensive coordinator Brian Callahan. Niners defensive coordinator Steve Wilkes. Carolina Panthers defensive coordinator, Ihiro Ivero. That's it. You have to interview Bill with those schmucks? Like, I can't, I can't believe he has to sit down and interview. So why, why did he do it? Because something doesn't smell right. It's just like Bill doing a statement. I never expected Bill to do a statement. Next to Robert Kraft, shaking hands, which we all know now, if you have half a brain and you've read Wickersham and Reese and everybody else, it was fraudulent. It was fake. It was for show. It was a Kraft infomercial, as Brady felt about Robert Kraft when he returned to New England for that game, Tampa and New England, in 2021. It was an infomercial. It was a show. And so I'm shocked Bill did that. I'm even more shocked he did this. And this this tells me there's no chance he's going to Atlanta. The fact he went and interviewed and put on like this big show... I wonder if he's just putting a for sale sign, like, right on the front lawn, and it's like... What is the big show, though? I am open for bit. What do you mean, what's the big the show? The big show is a dumb graphic on Twitter. It's not like he was he had a camera crew The message is, that. I will sit down with anyone, anywhere. So guess what? Jeff Lurie, we probably know each other. Jerry Jones, I definitely know you. You want to bring me in? I'm open for business. For sale sign out front. You want to talk to me? Let's talk. That That's what I think the takeaway is, Arkan. I don't, I don't think it's that... He's interviewed with the Falcons, and now it's a done deal. He's going there. No. If it was, then they would have announced we've signed Bill Belichick to be our next head coach. Head coaches are getting signed. That's that's happening. If they made him an offer he couldn't refuse and he took it, then we know that. What we know is there was a meeting, and they walked and went their separate ways, so he's probably not going there is what I think about it. I wonder if they made him an offer in the meeting. I wonder if it was just sort of a you know exploratory meeting to start off or if they were gung-ho about it because – all we know so far is that Washington decides they don't want him to, uh, to bring him in and don't want to interview him and aren't even going to you know, make an effort to do that. And Atlanta's had a meeting, and that's it, and we don't know anything else really. You know, like that's, that's the market so far. Two teams, and one of them's out. So I don't know. I mean, I think he's trying to build the market up for himself. I think that's a smart move. I wonder if between the fake show last week and this interview that, again, came out of nowhere, and if you're unfamiliar with what we're talking about, again, the Falcons tweeted this out. At least they didn't Photoshop him into, like, a Falcon's hat and a visor <laughs> and everything else. He's in Patriots gear. Gave him, but like, wings. They've, complete, they've completed <laughs> an interview. dirty bird. <laughs> <laughs> they've completed an interview. That would be a good gif on, on Jamal Anderson's body. Uh, they've completed an interview with Bill Belichick. It comes out at 1030 or whatever last night, 10 o'clock last night at halftime of the final wild card game. I wonder if it tells you Bill doesn't have as many options as we thought. And so let's get into it. At Jones and Mego, you can vote there. Our big cue at two, our big question of the day. We start every show with it. You can dial us up. 
617-779-7937. What should Bill Belichick's next move be? Dallas, Philadelphia, I imagine both those jobs are going to open very, very soon. There's lots of speculation at minimum about both. The Atlanta Falcons or retirement? Mega, why don't you start on this? What do you think Bill should do? What should his next move be? It's certainly not what he's going to do because of the wins record. But I really think it should be retirement. This is the only way that he kind of seems to go out on top of Brady in any sense. Because all of a sudden, at this point in the carousel of the offseason, you have Dallas. Ooh, you know, when's, when is Jerry Jones going to call Bill? Nick Sirianni standing up there, you know, on the verge of tears, knowing he's going to get canned. And <laughs> they're going to call Bill. Oh, Bill, Bill and Matty P reunited in Philly. And then you have Atlanta tweeting out this weird gif, which I kind of, or, or graphic, I should say, which I kind of read as like, Maybe Bill went down there because he likes Arthur Blank. He thinks that he thinks that's a good ownership setup, and so he sits down there for a good faith uh, sales job by them. They're pitching him, and after it, they're like, "Hey, Bill, can we tell people you were here? Like, what do we do? Can we can we put this out there? Like, can we soft launch this that you were here?" Just what I mean. And Bill's like, "No." And then so finally, they come to an agreement where he's like, "You can put out a statement that I interviewed here." Okay, but this is why I think it's all fake and it's for show because. Bill doesn't do stuff like that. It, Bill would operate under a shroud of darkness. That's why I think it's fake. But you think you think retirement? I think, so so I think it should be retirement. I don't think he will. I think he'll end up with one of these teams because of the wins record. He has plenty in the tank to keep coaching. But honestly, for me, it was a wake up call when Pete Carroll comes out over the weekend and he's you know talking more about his situation with the Seahawks. And sounds like he wants to coach again and maybe he'll take a year off and come back and coach somewhere else. And I'm like, Pete Carroll? Pete Carroll? Carroll! Carol. I'm like, dude, you're in your mid-70s. Like, you have a championship. What are you, what are you doing? And Bill, it really, like, made me wake up and go, Bill, nobody's going to top you. Like, nobody is going to top you with the Super Bowls. Nobody else is going to accomplish that. I really don't think Andy Reid is going to accomplish that. Who nobody else except for you seems to care about the wins record. Nobody else. Like nobody else. Just hang it up right now. You can say everybody wanted you, but you decided that you wanted to kick it on yeah, Nantucket and maybe but, but then he goes out getting fired and winning four games. And yeah, missing but the playoffs two straight years. Remember that they'll remember. Yeah, they will. They'll re- no, they'll, yes. no. Do, do yes. they remember that about Tom Landry? Yes. No, they only, they only remember how Kraft uh, Jones shoved him out. No, only because right no, no. now, because we're comparing him it's so much his, to what's happening with Bill. No, no, no. it's not his legacy. His right. legacy isn't. But do people remember Tom Landry? Of course, they remember how it ended for well, Landry. Okay, and to be totally transparent, what do I think is going to happen when he goes with one of these other teams? Like best case scenario, maybe God willing, he gets the Cowboys past the wild card round or he gets Philly past the wild card round, I don't think he's going back to a conference championship, and I don't think he's going back to a Super Bowl. No, me neither. I don't think it, wherever he goes, he's winning playoff games, as I've said. Arkham, what should his next move be? He should go to Dallas. He absolutely should. He should go there, play nice with Jerry for two years, get that wins record, maybe win a playoff game, do something like that, and then ride off into the sunset. No one gets to ride off after a Super Bowl anymore, except Peyton Manning. He's the only one. Everybody else, it's something else. It's not quite that, and you're right, Jones. I think him riding off into the sunset after 4-13, and 13, would just be too negative of a memory to end on for him. And he has an opportunity here, and I think Dallas is going to offer him something. So I think that uh, that's the best move for him. Um, I think Atlanta wouldn't be a terrible one. I think he could probably work with some things they have there, but I think that Dallas is what he should do. Okay, if you're asking me what I think is happening, 
I do think all of a sudden it's Dallas. I didn't feel that way yesterday. This fake interview last night makes me think Atlanta's not for real. And I'm surprised all that happened last night. And if it sounds like an about face from yesterday, that's why. I, I don't think Bill would trumpet this interview and sign off on the Falcons trumpeting this interview unless there's an ulterior motive to it. Again, a for sale sign on the front lawn. Jeff Lurie, Jerry Jones, come get me because I'm talking to Atlanta. So let's go. I think he should choose the Falcons, though. I think the Falcons are his best option. And, Mego, you just touched on one reason I feel that way. You know, I heard Michael Holly make this point. I think it's a good one. If you go to Atlanta and you win a playoff game, you're a god. Oh, yeah. If you go to Dallas and you win 12 games, win a playoff game on wild card weekend and lose in the divisional round, you're just Mike McCarthy or yeah. Jason hey, Garrett or somebody. You're supposed to be Bill Belichick. You're supposed Bingo. to be our savior. So that's a smaller portion of it. But, like, does Bill want to go somewhere with low expectations where it's easy to exceed them? Or does he want to go somewhere where legitimately it's Super Bowl or bust? He could win a Super Bowl there. But if he doesn't, you're just another coach who went there and failed. So I think the expectations thing is a factor. I also think this. Bill did not take the Jets job way back in 2000. He didn't take the Jets job because he didn't have power. He didn't have personnel control. He couldn't do what he wanted. And so he bailed. He pulled the ripcord. He resigned as HC of the NYJ. He's leaving New England over a power struggle. Part of the reason he feels it went so poorly is because the Crafts eroded what he built over 20 years. Quoted in the Wickersham story, eroded it, took away his power, cut off his legs, brought in Bill O'Brien, anointed Gerard Mayo, doesn't have power. He's not going to have it in Philly with Howie Roseman. He's not going to have it in Dallas with Jerry Jones. He may not get it in Atlanta either. Rich McKay is a potential thorn in the side. We can get into that. Florio's written about it at Pro Football Talk. They've beefed over the years when Rich McKay was on the competition committee. But if Bill can get him to go into some dark corner and hide, and Bill has real personnel control, that's the best spot for him. And if I were Bill, that's what I would want. I imagine money's equal everywhere. He's got a better chance to win a Super Bowl in Dallas or Philly. But those are also high expectations, Super Bowl or bust. And if you don't get it, you might not be there a while. Atlanta, you make the playoffs next year, you're a god. You win a playoff game or two, you're one of the best coaches they've had. I think Atlanta's the best spot for him. I think that's what he should do. It's not what I think is going to happen. And look, selfishly, I'm rooting for Dallas or Philly. That's way more fun. But if I'm Bill, I think Atlanta's the best spot. What do you guys think? Vote now. At Jones and Mego on Twitter. What should Bill's next move be? Dallas, Philly, Atlanta, or retirement? A wild card there from Mego. You can vote. We'll also get to all your phone calls at 617-779-7937. A lot of Bill Belichick on the docket today. Of course, Sherrod Mayo going to be introduced tomorrow. Uh, How do we feel about that? With some other potential coaching candidates out there now, Nick Sirianni might be out of a job. Mike Tomlin stormed off the podium yesterday. Is he going to be out of a job? Should the Patriots have waited to talk to some of those names, interview some of those names like Bill Belichick interviewed in Atlanta yesterday? We'll get into all our wild card weekend takeaways. Uh, Did you enjoy wild card weekend and all the blowouts that happened? And Jonathan Kraft's season control. Is he calling the shots on the next quarterback here? Is he calling the shots on the roster? Let's get into it again with all your phone calls. We have triple play at 445. We have Meg explaining at 530. We have Bet Roulette 
at 545. And right after trending, we'll get into the head coaching carousel and where Belichick fits into it. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this. Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast celebrate and save at ashley's anniversary sale with hot buys your choice of color starting at just 3.99 ashley sleep mattresses starting at 250 plus receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like stearns and foster temper pedic purple and beauty rest black with 60 month special financing only at ashley subject to credit approval no minimum purchase required minimum monthly payment down payment tax and delivery may be required see store for details this is Jones and Mego on WEEI. Save us as a favorite on the Odyssey app. And take Boston Sports Original everywhere you go. When you get back to, Nick, to Sirianni, is he really the guy that you want leading the charge going down the stretch here in terms of like a couple years from now? Or is Bill Belichick in play? Mm. Is that the kind of guy who needs to be in play here? Because personally, I think it's something that you definitely have to consider. Lou Riddick this morning on Get Up. Guy who played for Bill in Cleveland, played for Nick Saban, like he has inroads to Bill Belichick. So does he know something? Is he spitballing? I have no idea. That's an interesting comment. I'd move on from Nick Sirianni and take a look at Bill Belichick. I mean, the Eagles were pathetic, just pathetic last night. And that's another job you could easily see opening. That's Jones and Mego with Arkan here on WEEI. We're taking your phone calls, 617-779-7937. We let off by asking what should Bill Belichick do. 60% of you agree with Arkan. Dallas, 18% agree with Mego. It's actually a high number. They say Bill should retire. I was surprised. I knew the Super PAC wouldn't be fully with me on this one. It's a good point. Because well, it's a bit of Zach. I was underestimating the grassroots work you've put in with that Super yeah. PAC. 
That's true. You don't the, have to drop out with those numbers. No, no Boot, I, I, I'm the Bernie Sanders of this. <laughs> that's true. Today. Boots on the ground in Iowa and everywhere else. 18% a say retirement. Bird just landed in front of my microphone. Can I? I, I want to put out a specific request. The people who think Bill should retire, uh, dial us up. I want to hear from you specific. Why do you think Bill at 72 can afford to either sit out a year or walk away right now when he just came off a four-win year? I want to hear from you people. Because he's 72. Okay, maybe. He also made it clear he you wants to coach. said at 72, like, that's a young age. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Me? Not yes, yet. you did. You're like, You're like why would Bill at 72 no, no. want to retire? No, I said at, no, hit the that's lights. not what I said. I said at 72, would he want to take a year off is what I said. You don't want to take a year off and I'm then come back at 73. I'm not saying take a year off and totally retire. That's, that's no, yeah. but I'm saying he might he might retire and unretire. Guys do that all the time. And so I want to hear from those Nobody people specifically. Uh, 12% say Atlanta. You're with me. And that's, look, that's no fun. If Bill goes to Atlanta, that's super boring. But I would want personnel control if I were Bill. That's what I would want. I would want power. And I think that's an organization you can get it. You're never going to have it with Jerry Jones. He might cede it to you temporarily, but you're never going to be fully in control. Same thing in Philly. And uh, Philadelphia would be the last option there. 10% of you say Philly. Just a couple of uh, items here on both of those jobs, Dallas and Philly. Charles Robinson wrote today. I hadn't seen this uh, anywhere else at the time. Uh, it's been widely circulated in Dallas. It's the first place I saw it. Jerry Jones not doing his typical radio interview today. Yep, taking a day off. So he does Tuesdays and Fridays. I guess the season wrap-up one, he does some years and not other years. Um, we should get Jonathan to do that. It's similar to, we. She, I mean, he used to go on uh, on Sundays, uh, but maybe maybe with the, the power grab that he's made, maybe he'd be more willing to uh, be back out in front. But... You know, the the idea that uh, Jerry Jones sometimes would do this interview and others not, it's like we were done talking to Bailey Zappi and Mac Jones at the end of the year, right? They have a similar agreement with Jerry Jones. He doesn't have to do it beyond their final game. Uh, but some years he chooses to. He didn't do it today. He's not going to do it today. Why? What happened? So does that tell you anything about Mike McCarthy? Does it tell you anything about that? Yeah. Well, they're, they're laying very quietly right now. But it doesn't change my feeling that Mike McCarthy is out of there. Like, what do you think the odds are that Mike McCarthy no. sticks around? Zero. I wouldn't say zero. I would say like... 1%. 2%. 2% maybe. Uh, because they kept Jason Garrett around forever, mm -hmm. which I forget about until I see him on TV every freaking Sunday. And I'm like, why? Who keeps putting this man on these NFL games? Jason Garrett what? won Coach of the Year once at least. I like, know. McCarthy never did. Well, it's not like McCarthy has been stinking up the place in the regular season. Okay. But he's gone. He's so, you, so gone. Okay. And I think that they're just waiting to do their little backdoor machinations, whether that's going after Bill or going after Vrabel or whoever they're going to get. And then they're then then he'll be squawking again. Jerry is Jerry skipping will be out. Squawking again. He's skipping out on the interview for a reason. And maybe it is. You just hit on it. Maybe it's back channeling with Bill. And Bill said, "Look, don't go on the radio squawking about how we're about to meet. Can you wait till Friday? Prove this to me, Jerry. Yeah, Can you so stay quiet for a week? Something like that. That's a good theory. So I think him blowing off the media today and not doing the interview. And again, he's not contractually obligated to do it, but he's done it in seasons past after their year is wrapped up. Tells you something is up there. I think McCarthy's out." I think Sirianni is out. I mean, that looked like a team that quit. That was a dead... It looked dead... like they threw the game. I mean, I don't disagree, Arkan. I don't disagree. That safety, they were on the 10-yard line. He drops back into the end zone, doesn't throw the ball, spins back around, in, crosses into the end zone again, gets sacked, and then two plays later, that was the worst tackling I've ever seen. Oh. Uh, they the, could the, not the secondary the trying to tackle was the worst thing I've okay. ever seen. It was unbelievable. What was worse, the Trey Palmer one or the David Moore one? Like, they were both pathetic. So no, I that, think the Palmer one was worse. That looked like a team that threw the game. That looked yeah. like a team that quit. Sirianni is done. So here's what Florio wrote today at uh, Pro Football Talk. He says, it all comes down to what Jeff Lurie, owner of the Eagles, Boston guy, wants to do. 
He'll be making his decision with full knowledge that the greatest coach in NFL history is available to anyone who wants him. Already, Bill Belichick is interviewed, past tense if you're just tuning in, interviewed done with the Falcons. All eyes have been trained on Dallas since the Cowboys were embarrassed by the Packers for the possible firing of coach Mike McCarthy, possibly followed by the hiring of Bill Belichick. If Lurie thinks his one chance at Belichick could quickly come and go, will Lurie make the move? Florio continues, it could be that he'd only fire Sirianni if he believes Bill would take the job. So in other words, he's back-channeling. If Bill's available and he can go get him, well, then he'll go get him. But if he can't get Bill, maybe he'd go back to Sirianni. I doubt that, but, you know, Florio knows more than me. Formal searches notwithstanding, plenty of these arrangements are made behind the scenes. It's a slimy way to handle your head coach situation. It is. If Lurie knows he wants Belichick and Lurie knows Belichick wants the job, it's just a matter of activating the process by creating a vacancy. Uh, so that's the latest there. Uh, we'll play you some of Nick Sirianni. And Mike Tomlin, don't don't sleep on Mike Tomlin being out of a job. We'll play that for you coming up as well. But let's Head talk- coach, Nick Sirianni. <laughs> Gronk, is, Gronk is dreading him getting getting fired. Or maybe he's and offensive for- coordinator Shane Spikeman. Uh, Shane Spikeman's <laughs> not going anywhere. He had a very good year this year in Indianapolis. Uh, let's start it off with uh, David in the car. Go ahead, David. Hello, David. David, going once, David. going twice. How about Ron in Not Connecticut? Great. Go ahead, Ron. Hey, yeah, so uh, I think it would be better for Bill to go to Philly. If he goes to Dallas, Jerry's just got too much control, too much on his uh, on that team, and Bill's not going to want that. And if he goes to Atlanta, he's not going to win like he wants to win to get the record that he wants. If he goes to Philly, he knows in his head he's got one of, if not the best GM in all of football that stacks the team every year. And then he has all that off him. They're already a winning team. They have a stellar defense without a coordinator. You put a coordinator there, you put Bill there, they're going to they're gonna turn that team completely around. Bring in Josh McDaniel for your offensive mind. Work with Jalen Hurts. You got A.J. Brown. You got Devonta Smith. You got Dallas Goddard. You so, got, look, look, that's I – mean, Ron, that's you talking. Do you think Bill wants to coach Jalen Hurts? No, and Josh McDaniels with Jalen Hurts just sounds like you're putting ketchup on chocolate I just, or something. I like, bet Bill looks gross. I bet Bill looks at Atlanta and goes, "Oh, I can pick my quarterback." As opposed to Dak Prescott, who I think he hates. We we played the the clips during Dallas week earlier this year. He didn't even mention Dak by name that whole week. Like Jalen Hurts, he had a chance to draft Jalen Hurts, he didn't. And I don't know, that's not Bill's type of quarterback. You know, Bill likes a guy who stands in the pocket and is accurate and doesn't play off script. Bill wants to be able to control his quarterback. That's not Jalen Hurts. Although Hurts, for my taste, just sticking with that game last night, stays in the pocket too much. Aikman and Buck said he looks hurt. I don't disagree with that. He hasn't moved the same way all year long. So maybe there's something limiting his mobility, but he looked like a statue back there. Well, his knee, he says it's fine, but, you know. I doubt it. Yeah. I doubt it. And so... Would Bill want to go there and I, he's just going to let Howie Roseman pick all his players? That doesn't sound like Bill either. Bill wants that control. Yeah, I don't I don't see it. I don't know. Like, again, it all goes back to what we were talking about yesterday, which is if Bill had Atlanta as a predetermined destination or maybe somewhere else that we haven't even talked about in a while, like the Chargers. Like, if it's one of those two teams or a team like that, and all of a sudden Dallas is coming out of the woodwork and Philly is suddenly a possibility. Is he going to upend plans that maybe he's had 
in action for, I don't know, eight weeks, 12 weeks. Who knows how long? Yeah, so that's... He knew Gerard Mayo was going to be taking over the team in at least two years, if not next year, once he found that he was in hot water. Yeah, and so, look, I, I said all day yesterday, and it was a short show leading up to that, that Buffalo playoff game because they're wusses in Buffalo and moved the game to yesterday. And so... I said this a bunch yesterday. I, I just I think Bill had his next destination handpicked and done long before he was done in New England. I think he had it picked out. That feels like how Bill operates. He had his next destination picked out when he was with the Jets. He was ready to go in New England. He was back channeling. And so I imagine he's doing the same thing. Could he have that wink and nod agreement in Dallas or Philly? I don't know. But I also didn't expect Bill and the Falcons to broadcast his interview last night in the middle of a wild card game. Like, that still shocks me. That sounded like they were just trying to milk that headline because they know he's not coming there. Like, we're in the mix. We're players. You. you know, Bill Belichick might come here. We talk to him. I think that Dallas will be more urgent about it than a team like Philly would because Philly was just in the Super Bowl, and they just won one not that long ago. Dallas hasn't been to a conference championship game since 1996, 95, whenever the last time they won the Super Bowl was. Like, that's that's a lot longer. That's a lot more of a drought, and that, I think, is something that Jerry Jones, as much of a control freak as he is, would look at someone like Bill and say, you know what? I'm going to let this guy operate here because, you know, it hasn't been working for a really long time. In Philly, at least, Roseman can say, like, hey, I've put championship-caliber teams together. Shut the bleep up, Bill. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, in Dallas, I don't know they can say that. He's been to Super Bowls with different coaches and different quarterbacks and won a Super Bowl with Nick Foles, for God's sakes. Yeah, he's beaten Bill. Yeah, good point. He's beaten Bill head-to-head. Dallas Uh, can't say that. Marcus is in Dorchester. Go ahead, Marcus. Marcus. Hello, Marcus. Right. I don't know if this is our phones or. Okay, Marcus, yeah. uh, chill out there, would you? <laughs> uh, you, you and David in the car, chill out there. Uh, meantime, let's go to uh, Nick Suriani, and this is what he had to say after the game last night when asked about his job security. But are you concerned at all about your job? Like I just said, to you know, like I just said over here, I'm not thinking about that. I'm thinking about the guys. Um, Again, there's a lot of guys in that locker room, all the guys in that locker room, every single one of them that put their heart and soul into this. Um, I'm not worried about me. I'm not, I'm worried, I'm, I'm not worried, I'm, I'm, you know, as the head coach, uh, I'm just trying to be there for our guys and our staff right now, um, you know, through a, through a tough time. Um, you know, obviously, we didn't we didn't finish uh, anywhere near we wanted to finish, and uh, so again, my heart feels for these guys. You know, we're all taking it hard, and that's where my mind is right now. Sounds like a guy who's out of a job. You know, to me, that's uh, yeah. I haven't even thought about it. Okay, I mean, if I knew I were back, I would say I'm back. And so, at bare minimum, he is going to be looked at and on the hot seat. Uh, early on next year, my guess is he's out of a job. And it underscores, Mego, just the amount of names that are out there and available. And it really is staggering. And and think what you want about some of these names, and maybe they're not all realistic. But this is what the Patriots screwed up by rushing into Gerard Mayo. And if you think they rushed into Gerard Mayo, uh, like last week, wrong. They had it in writing in his contract. They had it in writing in Belichick's contract. Going back to last January, and if you listen to Burt Breer, maybe even earlier than that, they had promised Mayo he would be the next guy. So these are the names you missed out on even talking to. Talking to. You ready? Nick Saban, quote-unquote retiring at the University of Alabama. If you took your time, you didn't lock yourself into a coach, you could try to talk him out of retirement if you want to. You don't like him? How about Jim Harbaugh? Just won a national title at Michigan. He went 44-19-1 and 
and made the Super Bowl with the 49ers. Pete Carroll, been here, big name, probably not one for you. It's another big ticket name out there. That would be outrageous. Vrabel? Maybe they talked to him. That's one they probably <laughs> talked to through back channels. They, 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 chatted, yeah. they had him here in October. They probably talked to him. Mike Tomlin. Can I hear Tomlin storming off yesterday? Can I hear this one? This was good. Mike Tomlin asked about his job security. Anyone? Mike, you have a year left on your contract. <laughs> Stormed off. Ran off the podium. Like, ran away. He just staring down this reporter and ran away. So what does that tell you? Mike Tomlin, you have a year left on your contract. Out and gone. So Tomlin, if he's out of a job, and I'm not sold he's keeping his job. You could talk to him. He won a Super Bowl. Nick Sirianni might be out of a job. You could talk to him. He just was in the Super Bowl a year ago. How about Mike McCarthy? Not like he's my number one pick. That's another guy who has won 12 games, whatever, two, three years in a row. He won a Super Bowl. Like, you're passing on the opportunity to even talk to any of these guys. You could still have Mayo in your back pocket and interview any of those names. You may not like them all. They may not all be out of a job. Maybe Tomlin keeps his job. Maybe Sirianni keeps his job. Passing on those names, never mind all the coordinators. Like, you like Frank that's, Smith. That's way more interesting. Ben Johnson, Bobby Slow. There's a million yeah. names. You didn't talk to any of them. And there are legitimately big, big, massive names. It, in a lot of ways, it's the perfect year to move on from Bill. And they just said, ah, we already got Mayo lined up and ready to go. Yeah, it's it's not, again, it's not that I don't think Mayo is a good choice or that he's going to be a failure here. They're certainly setting him up with a lot of responsibility for his first time around. But I look at, to me, it's more about not going out and talking to the young guys. Not It's, it's like when Washington had now everybody who's a hot offensive coach between Mike McDaniel and Sean McVay and, Mike, and Kyle Shanahan, like when they were all under the roster, it's like you could go out and basically interview all that generation of all of those guys now. You could bring them in and just pick their brains. And even if you just want to find out what one of your opponents in your division is thinking in terms of Frank Smith and the Dolphins. Yeah. Like just just an exploratory mission. Yeah. I don't really care so much about the big names like Nick Saban or Mike Tomlin or you know, honestly, like especially because I think a lot of those guys are just not going to be a great change for you, bringing them in for what you need for the next chapter of this organization. But I do think that you're really missing wow. out by not talking to some of these offensive coordinators when your offense, it, it needs to be blown up and completely rebuilt. Why don't you talk to some Super Bowl winning coaches and just see <laughs> if Gerard Mayo is really as smart as you think? Like, Robert Kraft is convinced of how smart uh, – Gerard Mayo is because he hooked him up with a job at Optum. And so, oh, he worked in the financial sector. He must be so brilliant. Like, we don't all know a billion people who work in finance. You excited? Not exactly my smartest friends, FYI. I know some pretty uh, dumb finance. But people. okay, fine. I, they they got nicer houses than so I do. So he worked in finance. He For must now. be brilliant. Why don't you talk to another Super Bowl winning coach, Robert? And maybe you'd rethink that Gerard Mayo is the smartest guy in the room. But, oh, wait, you passed on even talking to them, which is so dumb. It's not even that, though. It's it's You need uh, you need offense. You need offense. You need offensive talent. You need somebody who can come in with a different perspective than what you've had here, certainly in the last 10 years. Because yeah, your draft's really going back to 2013 are a that. mess. And so it's even a bigger offense to me when you look at the GM situation. You're just going to lean on Matt Rowe and Elliot Wolf. And I know I pronounce his name funny, you do. but like you're not going to go outside and bring in somebody else to say, like, he, 
hey, here's what we see for the wide receivers this year. No. Here's what we really think of the quarterbacks coming up. Here's what we think of next year's quarterbacks if you want to go with Marvin Harrison Jr. Instead, it's the same guys who have been in the room with Bill for the last several years. Yeah, you moved on from Bill. Everybody else is going to stay the same, which is so dumb and lazy. Uh, text line just said, are we going to call it lazy? Yeah, it's lazy. We've called it lazy before. Uh, Mike is in Boston on Nick Sirianni. Go ahead, Mike. Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah, I just want to bring up the fact that uh, Matt Patricia is now responsible for destroying an offense and a defense that was doing good the years before and got Bill partially fired and possibly Nick Sirianni. Yeah, so I don't know. I go back and forth on, on it was like, all me. I go back and forth on laughing about Patricia because, oh, whoops, Patricia actually was a better offensive coordinator than Bill O'Brien. So, like, it's a weird victory lap for Patriots fans to take, but whatever, fine, go ahead and take it. Uh, the the defense was abysmal with him there. The switch they made in season made zero difference. Uh, David's in the car. Go ahead, David. Hey, good afternoon, guys. So, sorry about that. Thank you for taking the call. So sure. on Belichick, one thing nobody's really talking about is, is he wanted? Because, you know, since Brady left, he hasn't won anything. Just because he's interviewing with someone, do they really want him? Do they want him as a coach? Because he hasn't been a proven coach for three years. So I think we need to ask that question ourselves. Yeah. Do people want Bill? Does Bill really want a coach? Curran keeps mentioning TV. Mego thinks he should retire. Uh, you can vote at Jones and Mego. What should his next move be? Dallas, which is what Arkham wants. Philly, which we just took a call on. Atlanta, which is what I would want if I were Bill. I want power. I want control or retirement. Uh, you can vote. Uh, at Jones and Mega, you can dial us up, 617-779-7937. We're going to get into Jonathan Kraft and his power play. And is Jonathan Kraft calling the shots on personnel? Will he be the one, in effect, picking the next quarterback in New England? We'll do that. Plus a quick thought on Jeremy Swayman. Can the Bruins afford him now that he's been in the net the last few games and looks like he's going to stick it to the Bruins? We'll get to that with your phone calls next. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Sports talk in perfect harmony. Ah, Why you punish me? This is Jones and Mego. W-E-E-I. One last save by Swayman. And the Boston netminder has his third shot out of the season. His 12th in his NHL career. 31 shots, 31 saves. Yeah, I mean, 
it's it's nice to be able to see him have this opportunity. Um, if Linus wasn't injured, we wouldn't have seen it. But his makeup is someone that wants the net every night. Um, you know, Linus has that too. Uh, but the uh, swagger that he brings, it feels like he never gets tired. And he is in tremendous shape and tr condition, so that, that probably helps his mental. But his mental attitude, his positivity... It, he exudes it, and it goes through our bench. Not going to spend a lot of time on the Bruins today. Although they did pick up a 3-0 victory yesterday, matinee game. Yeah, because they won Jones. No, you I know. only talk about teams when they lose. It's true. I mean, that'd be how I typically do it. Uh, but they won yesterday, matinee day, MLK day, 3-0. Uh, They've won two straight. They have a point in five straight. Jeremy Swayman has been in net for all those games since Linus Allmark went down. And he's back and he's skating, and it sounds like Allmark's going to be back soon. Uh, and look, Swayman gets the shutout yesterday. Swayman was named to the All-Star team over the weekend. And I just think this comment is worth getting to. With all your phone calls on Bill Belichick and where he's going, what should his next move be? Dallas, Philly, retirement, Atlanta, Washington, other uh, you can continue to vote at Jones and Mego. Again, you can jump in on the phone, 617-779-7937. We'll get into Jonathan Kraft, his power play, and is he picking the personnel here? And that would include the quarterback, because that's a big discussion about this offseason. Who's picking the quarterback? And, you know, which quarterback are they going with? Is it the draft? Is it free agency? Is it trade? Is it Mac? Again, we'll get to all that. But when Jeremy Swayman was named to the All-Star team, he brought up, his arbitration case this past offseason. The Bruins were very, very tight to the cap. It's part of the reason they couldn't bring back Bertuzzi and Orlov and everybody else. And so he was asked about his arbitration case. And he said, after dealing with what I did this summer with arbitration, hearing things that a player should never hear, it feels pretty special to be in this situation. Was he, like, standing next to the stall that Trent Brown was in? I don't know. It's a good question. You don't want to hear the things that are going on in Trent Brown's stall. That's true. But, like, I don't want to turn Jeremy Swayman into Ray Bork or somebody who, like, you can't believe they got taken to arbitration. It's like, all right, you've been a rotational goalie, a good one, but a goalie in tandem for the last couple of years. Like, let's not cry for you too much. At the same time, that does not sound like a player who's going to be taking a hometown discount. And this little run he's been on, the way he's played all year, being named to the All-Star team, that's all stuff that he can use against the organization, Mego, and it sounds like he will. Yeah, it feels like there's momentum building up with this, where he's been in this rotation with Linus Olmark, and then they come up short in the postseason last year, dreadfully short. And you understand the financial situation that the team was in last year, but now he's eligible for an extension. They'll have money that they can spend on him in the offseason. The only other notable free agent that they're going to be looking at is Jake DeBrusque, who hasn't really proven himself to be yeah. some See loyal ya. Bruin that See is going to be the cornerstone of the culture in that dressing room. And so, you know, I think that he's just... I think it's odd that he brought up the arbitration and that it sounds like... When is he talking about the media that he's hearing stuff, or he's hearing no, no, stuff no, from no, what no, the no, arbitration hearing? The yeah. organization comes in and says, "Yeah, we're not going to pay him because he actually sucks." Right. I mean, effectively, like he sucks at this and he sucks at that, and we're not going to pay him what he wants. I forget what the difference was. the The team he wanted they four, the team wanted to give him middle. two, exactly. And so the team says he's not worth four because he's not 
X, Y, and Z. And he says, well, I am X, Y, and Z, and they're arguing over it. So he means a, the team. It's a bit of a victory lap for him right now. I do think that it indicates he wants that job. Like, I, we've been hearing about this goalie rotation being sunshine and rainbows for over a year now because of the way that the regular season went last year. But I'm sure that Swayman looks at his numbers and looks at his stretch right now and goes, I'm ready to be the guy. And you're keeping Linus Olmark around here, who he probably likes fine personally. They do the little hug and everything. Yeah. But at some point, it's like, I know it's not the same thing. Uh, the goalies that I knew in college who were competing for a position – they always told me the best thing that you can hope for is a good professional relationship. Yeah. Like, we, you're never going to be buddies. We you're asked Razor. Not. We asked Razor about it. Last year was one of the first interviews we did with Razor. I'm like, the thing's fake, right? Like, they, they can't really like each other that much because they're competing for the same net. And he said he doubted it. That's what only, Razor said. Only one player can be in there. That's all it comes down to. Not only that, but, I mean, Linus Allmark was the Vesna winner last year. And he's probably thinking, why the hell didn't you trade this kid? I was the best goalie in the league last year. I'm here. I'm coming back. And you're still going to keep him around? Why don't you trade him and let me do my thing? I was literally the best one in the league last year. And you're just keeping us around. And for the Bruins, I mean, the more you keep him around, the more you can sort of use them as leverage against each other to not have to pay either one of them. But that's only going to last so long. And you could end up losing both of them. And I think that's ultimately the thing you don't want to see happen you have to you have to pick a pony here you have to commit to one of these guys it should be swayman i think oh but you know like if you don't then you could lose both of them or you could you know omar could fall off and swayman go somewhere else and all of a sudden you're stuck here with brandon bussy or something here's swayman no, i don't think so no that's selena's Olmark. here's swayman after the game uh sounds like a guy who wants to I don't know, get more reps and play more. I mean, I'm not the first one to do it, right? So I've talked to so many mentors and guys that have done it before, and and they say the same thing. It's a pro mentality, and we have to treat our bodies right. We've got to treat our mind right, take off days seriously, um, making sure when we do have a practice or, or a workout, we're doing it as much as we need to do and not overextending our, our time. And, and really, everything we do is, is well putting our engine in the right place before. So uh, it's been really fun to get this stretch, and um, I know I've been taking it seriously on and off the ice. Okay, fun to get the stretch, taking it seriously on and off the ice, because he wants to be paid like Thatcher Demko, five years, $25 million in Vancouver, Ilya Sorokin, second in the Vesna vote, eight years, $66 million. That's over $8 million. AAV. Tristan Jari, five years, almost $27 million, over $5 million per UC Soros got four years, $20 million. Again, so you're talking five-plus with him. You know, you're talking somewhere maybe even higher in a 6 to $8 million range for Jeremy Swayman, which is another reason why they should have traded Allmark. They should have traded him. Absolutely. You could have used Allmark's money, carved that out, even when you were up against the cap, paid Swayman, gotten in front of it, and maybe, maybe you would have saved a few bucks in a real hard cap league. But now you're up against it. He's not going to do you any favors. He's not going to take a hometown discount. In fact... He sounds like he's in an aggressive stance after dealing with what I did last year with arbitration, hearing things a player never should. It feels pretty special to be in this situation. So he's going to hold that all-star appearance against the Bruins all because they held on to Allmark for what? For what? 617-779-7937. If you want to jump in on the bees, I want to get back into Jonathan Kraft and his role over everything. Now that Bill Belichick is gone, somebody's got to fill that power vacuum. I'll read you something quickly from Mike Sando at The Athletic. Uh, he says there's only one guy who has been doing it for 20 years in the Patriots organization, Bill Belichick, and now everyone has got their say, 
and it has the potential to be Dallas all over again, a veteran coach told Mike Sando. The owner has been held back for 20 years. He is going to be involved. His son is going to want to be involved. And it'll be interesting if they tell the coach, Mayo, if it was Bill's fault with Mac Jones and he can play and we got to get him right. So who has control over the roster? Who's filling the, the power vacuum that Bill Belichick left? And who's picking the quarterback? That's really the most important question over the entire offseason. Let's get to it with all your phone calls next. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.